This is The Jerry Callahan Show. I just want to stay, say off the top that I am going to respect the wishes of Harry and Meghan. They would like to be left alone. That they would like us to respect their privacy, and I'm going to do that. I'm. Uh, I think those two, two kids, those two, those that's whatever they are, Prince and Princess Sussex. I don't Dutch Duchess. I don't even know Prince and Duchess. But Prince and Duchess. Prince and Duchess of uh, of Montecito. They want to be left alone. They went on 60 minutes to make sure people would stop uh, pestering them. And I think I'm going to do that. I can't, I can't get into it as much as uh, some people are just uh, riveted by the drama of the Royals. I, I don't get it. I never have gotten it. These are two spoiled punks and uh, they've made something like a hundred million dollars telling their sob story uh, on, uh, on Netflix and in a book. And, uh, I think it's time we left them alone. So I'm going to do that. We get more important things. The, the, um, the intention of Nancy Grace nation, that would be people who are fascinated with true crime. I'd say I'm among them. Uh, most people are has moved from Moscow, Idaho to Cohasset, Massachusetts. I think the drama is pretty much over in uh, Moscow. They got this scumbag. They have him cold. They have his DNA. And the only way you beat DNA in a court of law is if you have a jury as stupid as OJ did. When they introduced the DNA evidence, the jurors said later that they didn't, they didn't pay attention to any of that stuff. All it was was scientific proof that he committed the murder but he didn't have a jury of his peers. He had a, a jury that was selected pandering by a pandering DA and uh, they lost the case, but let's be honest, that was rare. doesn't happen often where a cold blooded killer uh, uh, slaughters multiple people with a knife and gets away with it. So I think Brian Koberger is going to either go away for life or hopefully get executed. And that will be a wonderful day. But uh, we move on to Cohasset, Massachusetts, where a, uh, a young mother of three is missing um, and her husband is under arrest. 39-year-old Ann Walsh has been missing for, uh, I believe, since New Year's Day. Uh, her husband didn't tell anyone for three days. So that's, that would be uh, clue number one that he's, uh, that he's not telling the whole truth. Here he is being led into court. And uh, I've been reading, been reading up and reading Turtle Boy, who is uh, way ahead of the curve on this story. The media, the mainstream media is playing catch up uh, to Turtle Boy, who had all the details of what a scumbag this guy is. 47 year old Brian Walsh. Why would you mislead the cops about your missing wife if you weren't somehow involved in her disappearance? That's what I can't get past. Maybe, maybe he's such a sleazebag that he uh, has is is covering up other crimes unrelated to her. But why not report her missing? Why not tell the whole truth? This is the mother of your three young sons, and uh, he. Uh, let me get the statement from the DA on Sunday. Quote: This is from the Norfolk County DA. A statement yesterday, quote, during the course of the investigation, police developed probable cause to believe that her husband had committed the crime of misleading police investigators. Now, if that sounds surprising, you got to read up on this guy. I mean, uh, he's a he, he 
he pleaded guilty. This is just in 2021 to dealing fake Andy Warhol paintings uh, from the abstract series called Shadows from 1978. I know that's one of your favorite works of art, Ironhead, the uh, Andy Warhol Shadows series. Mm-hmm. Prosecutors say he listed them on eBay for $100,000, but agreed to sell them off the website for $80,000. The buyer then found them to be fake. Now, I know sometimes you say these, the buy anyone who would deal you know, online with this guy for Andy Warhol paintings, get, you get, you get what you deserve. Let's be honest. These, these are not quality people doing this, dealing Andy Warhol paintings online, but it's kind of like with SPF. I know some people say, if you gave your, all your money to SPF, that scumbag, you deserve to get uh, fleeced. But uh, that doesn't, uh, that doesn't mean it's not a crime. That doesn't mean he's not a con artist. It sounds like the guy who's pretty comfortable lying to people and taking advantage of people. And I think they're going to find, obviously, we're looking right now at them emptying out their pool, going through the pool. They had a whole team of investigators going through the woods behind the house, a house that they owned previously. Their previous house burned down over the weekend, just adding to the intrigue. And I think you're going to see... any day now, the entire mainstream media, all the networks, CNN, Fox News, everybody uh, descending on Cohasset as this guy's stories don't add up. They obviously don't have him for, uh, they can't directly connect him to the disappearance or he'd be charged with it, but he is charged with misleading cops. Why would you mislead cops? I asked that question on Twitter and, you know, some people said he's covering up his other crimes, but your wife, the mother of your three children are, uh, is missing and you're not telling the whole truth. I don't know if they can push him, press him, interrogate him and uh, get him to step in it, uh, which, which they're going to do with Kohlberger, by the way, Kohlberger is going to uh, indict himself through this process because he's, uh, a sicko who's obs- who was obsessed with murder and wanted to commit the perfect crime. And I don't know if you saw it over the weekend, but the, the students returning to campus had a vigil and they believe, uh, I mean, they had a, bi- a vigil before, after the murder, before the arrest, and they believe Kohlberger was there to, uh, to participate in, uh, and, and just probably relish, revel in his uh, crime. But uh We'll be uh, watching this Cohasset story along with everybody else. There's their former house burning. They said it's unrelated, but who knows? Who knows? And uh, this poor woman, she's a little tiny woman from Serbia, probably wouldn't be with the scumbag. Uh, I mean, he's, uh, you look at the pictures of the couples and it's, it's kind of an odd couple. He, he, it's, let's just say he married up and uh, he sounds a little, a little devious as a character. And we hope uh, the investigation in the next few days uh, bears fruit. We hope we, they hope we hope they nail them. If you want to read the latest, go to TB daily news. Hell you can go anywhere at this point. Everybody's uh, stealing from turtle boy and they have all the details of his various uh, 
his various crimes uh, as far as the uh, online art dealing and all that goes. But uh, we will be all over that. Get you the latest. Maybe something will break this morning. He's being arraigned in Norfolk District Court uh, this morning on the charge that he misled the cops. Love to hear from his attorney. Love to hear from somebody on his team as to why he would do such a thing. But uh, we will see. We got much, much more to get to. What a wild weekend. There she is. There's uh, poor Ann Walsh and uh, and Brian Walsh. They love their like world travelers, big, big Facebook, Instagram people that wanted you to know just how uh, just how lavish a lifestyle they were leading. That woman is uh, missing and it doesn't look good. He said she took a Uber to the airport early on New Year's Day. No record of her taking the Uber, no record of her flying to D.C., a lot of things, a lot of uh, inconsistencies in uh, that guy's story. But uh, we'll see. we got much more to get to. What a wild weekend in the NFL. Ironhead broke his streak of 18 weeks or 17 weeks with a losing record. Finally has a 3-1 and one record. Uh, I'm not surprised. There was a lot of craziness, man. That Patriots-Bills game, we'll get to that. As, uh, and no big deal. Just Josh Allen said that was proof that God is real. So in Buffalo yesterday, we had proof. I've been waiting my whole life for that. Hell, people have been waiting 2,000 years for that. And we had proof that God is real. And if he is, he's not a big fan of the Green Bay Packers because they melted down on Sunday Night Football. You have your uh, your playoff matchups all set. And I'll just say the best, the most intriguing matchup is Sunday is Monday night where the Dallas Cowboys, I believe the 12 and 5 Cowboys, Go on the road to face the eight and nine Tampa Bay Bucks. Tom Brady got his team to the playoffs once again, and Bill Belichick did not. Belichick's record without Brady continues to stink, and uh, he's a little bit—he's uh, under the gun a little bit. But we'll get to—we'll get to our uh, NFL recap and rundown. I had—I couldn't stop watching Friday night. I want to get to this story about uh, the White House, the Biden regime demanding Facebook shut down Tucker Carlson. It's amazing. That story broke over the weekend, or I think it was Friday, and it was very little coverage. I don't know what it's going to take to get the mainstream media, who are obviously, uh, they're, 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 they, they don't care. They will continue to ignore the story. But what a huge, huge story. The, the president, the, the Biden administration ordering, demanding, Facebook shut down one or more than one of their critics uh, because they were questioning vaccines. We're going to get to the vaccines too, because we're uh, we've been bounced from YouTube for how long? Ironhead four months. Yeah. Until mid April till mid April for doing a story. The other day, as we talked about Peter McCullough, the, uh, the doctor, the cardiologist questioning the vaccines, we basically just played his sound, him talking about, how the vaccines are causing these heart issues and YouTube bans us and anybody else. It's it, it, the, the, uh, the censorship goes on, even though people are waking up to the side effects, they're waking up to the vaccine injuries. And if you ask the question, could the vaccine have been the cause of DeMar Hamlin's heart issues? And I, I flat out said, I don't believe it. It did but you're certainly allowed to hear from both sides. I thought, but it's, that's just on one social media platform. That's on Twitter. 
That's not the case, obviously, on Facebook or YouTube. They're still suppressing dissenting opinions. And we have an incredible video. I want to get to it. These, the, the video with Dr. Malone and his team of COVID vaccine skeptics talking about why they should shut down the vaccine. You probably haven't seen it. It's hard to find. It is, it is uh, being suppressed all over the place. But isn't it time we had the discussion? Isn't it time we opened up and, and let people ask the question, how many more young people have to drop dead uh, with heart issues before we say, could it have been, could it be the vaccine? Uh, I think it's a reasonable question and it's certainly uh, not unreasonable to say, let's talk about it. You know, let's talk about it. We'll give you the two, we'll give you the acceptable um, COVID conversation. You know, the one you get from Jimmy Fallon and then we'll give you the unacceptable one, which is what you get from world renowned world-renowned physicians and scientists, including the guy who invented the mRNA vaccine. He's still being uh, silenced, but Jimmy Fallon's, he, he's allowed to talk about the COVID. That's uh, the COVID vaccine. That's the way it works uh, in Biden's America. And I do, I do want to get to Biden's <laughs> pathetic, uh, sorry, sad excuse for a visit to the border, the first time in 50 years of public service that uh, Joe Biden made his way to the southern border. And I'm not sure he actually did. I think it was just trick photography. I don't think there's any proof that Biden actually appeared at the border uh, in advance of his meeting in Mexico. But uh, we'll show you what we got. I do want to get to Friday night's action because while it was a great weekend in the NFL, very entertaining uh, suspenseful, lot of lot of drama. I don't think it could top Friday night, and maybe it's me. Maybe this. Maybe most people don't care, but I was riveted by this uh, showdown on the House floor that went into the wee hours of the morning. It was it was just an amazing political drama, and I said this last week. If you're a reporter, if you're a commentator, if you're on TV, if you're a writer, a columnist. And you didn't find this mildly fascinating. You're not doing your job. I understand that 99% of the media, they're partisans. They're, uh, they hate uh, the Republicans. They particularly hate the Republican holdouts, who they called terrorists or saboteurs or insurrectionists. They can't stand uh, Matt Gates and Chip Roy and uh, Lauren Boebert. But... Here's here's the amazing thing. They're still upset by it. I saw. I heard it all over of the week. I actually watched Chuck Todd. We got the sound from Leslie Stahl and others who are genuinely offended at what the twenty holdouts in the House who forced fifteen votes on on the Speaker before Kevin McCarthy won. They got what they wanted. They got their. They got the concessions from the uh, from the speaker, from uh, Kevin McCarthy, he conceded a lot of his powers to the body, to the to the members. And that will include that includes Democrats. So Democrat Congress people have much more power than they would have if this were just rubber stamped and we stuck to the rules that they that they worked under with Nancy Pelosi, who consolidated all the power in the speaker's office and the 
Congress people, the individual representatives were almost irrelevant. It was a dictatorship under Nancy Pelosi because of the efforts of the, of the insurrectionists, of the saboteurs, uh, the the power is no longer consolidated in the speaker's office, which means Democrats have more power, which means the speaker, a Republican, has much less power than Nancy Pelosi. This pisses them off for some reason. I'm not sure why. They should be thrilled with this. These people did God's work here. Matt Gates, Lauren Bulbert, if you're watching along with us, we got the fight on the floor. Kevin McCarthy and Matt Gates going at it. This was good. All right. If anyone, any, any media person who tells you otherwise is lying. This was not only real transparency. We got to see how the whole thing worked. We learned more about the process. It took four days. So, which, which is amazing. It takes, it takes a month to count the votes in Arizona and California and other places. It takes four days to elect a speaker. And these people want you to believe that it was a threat to democracy. It's just the opposite. This was incredible drama, and it was an education. If you weren't sure how the House worked, if you didn't really care, you just assumed, you know, Nancy Pelosi for the last four years just controlled everything. Well, that no, that's no longer the case. These people now have power. They can oust the Speaker if they want. Why would that be, why would that upset Democrats so much? They want you to think the world was watching and everybody was laughing at us. I think it was just the opposite. This was democracy in action and they hate that. Some of the, I'm just looking at some of the concessions, the Freedom Caucus members won. Uh, A promise for guaranteed votes on pet issues, like a balanced budget amendment, term limits, the border plan, and an end to remaining COVID mandates and funding. Who doesn't think that's a good thing? Who doesn't think that's a good thing? Uh, More single subject bills to allow members to vote on specific narrow issues instead of thousand page pork barrel barrel, uh, projects. So instead of voting like they did in the Senate a few weeks ago on a $1.7 trillion omnibus bill filled with pork, filled with PEC projects, they break them out and vote separately. Who doesn't think that's a good thing? Anybody? Uh, A 72-hour window, a minimum, for members to read any new bill. Um, That's a problem. That's a threat to democracy that you're... Congressperson gets three days to read a bill now. It used to be they dump a 4,000-page bill and you had a day and nobody read it, nobody cared, and they just rubber-stamped it. They can't do that anymore. How is that not a good thing? Uh, but the best one is you can, uh, you can uh, one member can force a vote on the, on the House uh, for the Speaker and oust him. And people said, oh, that's, that, 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 does, that seems a little drastic. That seems a, a little extreme. That's how it was before Nancy Pelosi came on. They're returning to the rule before Pelosi. The night is late. Anybody? Anybody find that to be a problem? Anybody? Uh, a new committee will be formed to investigate the weaponization of the FBI against its political foes. The committee would be modeled after the church committee, which investigated U.S. intelligence agencies in the 70s. It would have a budget comparable to the recently disbanded January 6th committee. How could anyone be against that? We've talked, we've chronicled, documented the abuses of the FBI and the DOJ for months and months and months now. 
The members, the rebels, the saboteurs demanded we investigate. Can someone help me out? Why is that? How could that possibly be a bad thing? It was a very dramatic night on the House. The, 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 the 14th boat went down to the wire. McCarthy lost. Then they wanted to adjourn. They didn't adjourn. They had another vote, the 15th vote. Gates and Boebert voted present. He got, uh, he won by a vote. Kevin McCarthy won by one vote. He became speaker. Is he as powerful as Nancy Pelosi? Not even close. So the media and the Democrats want you to believe a weakened speaker who is a Republican is a bad thing. They, they, they this, this was brilliant. What Gates and company, Chip Roy, especially what Chip Roy did was brilliant political strategy. They're complaining about it. They're whining about it, but they're not sure why. Why? Because it was embarrassing. Embarrassing is when you take a month to count votes in a congressional election like we did in California and Arizona uh, in November. Embarrassing is when you pass a $1.7 trillion omnibus bill in two days when no one reads it and it's filled with pork and it's bipartisan and, and snakes like Tom Cotton and Mitt Romney vote for it. That's embarrassing. This was the opposite of embarrassing. This was honesty. This was openness. And it pisses off all the right people, which again, which, which is why I like uh, Matt Gates. He just pisses off all the right people. He, is, uh, he knew what he was doing. He was taking a lot of heat. A lot of establishment Republicans and rhinos and media people. And if you, had, if you weren't paying as close attention as I was, trust me, it was weird how they all kind of coordinated against Gates and Roy. You had Mark Levin and Sean Hannity and, and, and Laura Ingram and Ben Shapiro. And you had all these conservatives attacking these guys when they knew what they would do. And they had a strategy and it played out the way they'd hoped. There was no threat to a Democrat becoming speaker. There was no threat to some squishy, moderate rhino that no one's ever heard of take, becoming speaker. McCarthy was always going to become speaker, but they were going to change the way the House operates. And that's a good thing. Do we have, uh, and, and the Democrats in the media don't know, didn't really know how to react. I mean, they kept, I, I was watching CNN much of the night because it was hilarious. They had, you know, this panel of 72 people up there and they took turns talking about how embarrassing it was and how destructive it was to the, to the country. And I'm watching them going, wait a second. It's They're going to have a speaker in like 10 minutes. He'll be in the, the, the individual uh, uh, Congress people will have more power. The, the, the speaker who's a Republican will have less power. What are you people talking about? But it continues by the way, you get a look at more individual Congress people because of this in, you know, because they're more powerful now and they made demands and they, they all had to go before the cameras. And it's always embarrassing to be a Massachusetts voter, to be a, a, uh, a citizen of Massachusetts, because obviously we have the worst Congress. We have Ayanna Presley, we have Liz Warren, we have Ed Markey, you know, invariably they embarrass the state daily. I didn't see much of Catherine Clark until this whole process started playing out. She's the new whip. She might be the worst one of all. She just sounds hysterical. Doesn't sound very bright. Doesn't sound very measured. This is uh, Catherine Clark reacting uh, with her pal, Jake Tapper, reacting to the fact that it took four days and 15 votes to get a speaker 
uh, who is not nearly as powerful as he could have been, a speaker who's her uh, adversary, and she doesn't know what to say. She says the the country or the democracy was a, was threatened. I'm not sure how, but let's listen to this embarrassment. Talk to her pal, Jake Tapper. You know, we have shown, Jake, that Democrats stand ready at all times to work for the American people. And it is exactly the American people and the solutions they need to meet the challenges that were completely left out of the speaker's chaos we saw this week. It not only endangered our country's national security, but it also showed that the keys have been handed over to extremists. Okay, I need someone to explain that to me. How was it, in, how did it endanger our democracy? You just gave more power to the Congress, congressmen and women, meaning more power to the voters. Again, more power to the voters, less power consolidated in the Speaker's office. How is that a threat, a danger to our democracy? How? Of course, I don't think Jake pressed her. He wouldn't do that, but She's just she's she's going to be much more visible, much uh, more out there uh, in in front because she's the whip. But God, every time she opens her mouth, it's cringy, cringy time. Uh, and then we had uh, Leslie Stahl. She'll never let you down because Leslie Stahl is not only a hardcore liberal a Democrat, but she's ill prepared for everything. She could be the laziest person in the mainstream media, as you recall. She interviewed Trump, but Trump told her about how the, you know, the Russian collusion hoax that Biden tried to set him up, which he did. It was all proven. It's all fact. She had no idea what he was talking about. She, she, she probably just shows up 10 minutes before she's going to want on the air and they hand her notes and she just fakes her way through it. But this is Leslie saw last night talking about the whole process, which is over, by the way, it's over. You could have said on Wednesday or Thursday, oh, this is embarrassing. Another vote, another vote. Not that I, I don't even see a problem with that. But if you said that Thursday or Friday, that's one thing. But it's over. He's he's speaker. Everybody's moved on. We have this 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 agreement which empowers the individual Congress people. That's a wonderful thing. We just went over some of the demands which were met. That's a good thing. I don't even see how anyone could say it's not. And Leslie is like reading from notes that someone handed her three days ago. Go ahead, play it. Historic chaos in the House of Representatives this past week embarrassed not only a party, but an entire nation. A small minority blocked the House from electing a leader or even swearing in its own members. Vote after vote, a would-be speaker could not bring himself to stand aside in favor of a colleague. Yes, it was only for a few days in January. But if members of the incoming majority party can't bring themselves to support a new leader, then one wonders what happens when Congress faces tough decisions on budgets, taxes, defense, or raising the debt ceiling. Actually governing. Actually governing. All right, Leslie Stahl, you explained to me, it's done. We have a speaker. We have rules, whole new rules. And and her, obviously the people... You know, she's aligns herself with her friends uh, are not in power anymore. Her friend, Nancy Pelosi, is out on her ass and that pisses her off. But A, I'm not even sure why it's embarrassing, but B, it's over. They're set. They're sworn in. Everything's fine. This was last night. She's complaining about how embarrassing it was. 
that they didn't elect a speaker in the first 10 minutes, that they didn't rubber stamp a speaker. Again, I know I said this last week, but I'll say it again. The way they want, the way they had it for the last four years is the individual Congress people were irrelevant. People like Ayanna Presley and AOC, they ceded all the power to Nancy Pelosi and they were okay with that. They were irrelevant. They, 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 they have no guts. They have no courage. They just stood there and said, whatever you want, Mrs. Speaker, Ms. Speaker. These guys, Gates and Roy and Bobert and the, the whole bunch of them, they said, no, we're going to change it. The, the way it works now is not good for the country. We're changing things. And they succeeded. And it may, hey, it almost came to blows, which was wild. This guy, Mike Rogers, went at Gates and Gates kind of just sat there and they had to hold him back. And I'm not even sure, but one guy held him back by his face, like pulled him back by the face. Uh, I mean, how can you not find that, you know, fascinating? But uh, in the end, they all were, well, went home happy. Uh, McCarthy's the speaker. He's not nearly as powerful as Pelosi. That's good. Gates, Roy, it all made sense in the end. They got what they wanted. They improved things. It was democracy in action. And people like Leslie Stahl and Catherine Clark can't stand it. I thought it was, I thought it was a blast and I couldn't stop watching. I stayed up way too late and, uh, oh, you should try to get, get the, get the Hakeem Jeffries, uh, uh, speech. Cause if you didn't see this, God, uh, the, the, so the Democrats were, were supposed to applaud them for standing in lockstep like lemmings and sporting one guy, Hakeem Jeffries. God, is he embarrassing? He did a speech that if you're, uh, you know, sixth grade, a sixth grader, one, you know, class treasurer, and uh, and and uh, made this speech, you'd be embarrassed. The uh, <laughs> he goes through these alliterations for like for like I don't know ten minutes, just one silly, stupid alliteration after another. And I, I think it, I think the speech went on for like an hour. It was uncomfortably bad. And and that's the guy. If 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 he were speaker. Leslie Stahl would be thrilled. You know, the media, everybody, Chuck Dodd and Jake Tapper would be thrilled. Do we have this? I just want the clip where he goes through the alliterations. It goes, it goes way too long. Well, but I mean, this is, this is, this is, uh, you know, uh, uh, this is amateur hour. This guy is just embarrassing how, uh, uh, how he speaks and, and, and cliches and just, it, it's just so trite. Uh, but uh, you got it. I, I believe so. Go ahead. Let's listen. But I also want to make clear that we will never compromise our principles. House Democrats will always put American values over autocracy, benevolence over bigotry, the Constitution over the cult, democracy over demagogues, economic opportunity over extremism, freedom over fascism, governing over gaslighting, hopefulness over hatred, inclusion over isolation, justice over judicial overreach, knowledge over kangaroo courts, liberty <laughs> over- Hold it right there. <laughs> that, that, that made me laugh out loud. So he's got all these alliterations. It goes on and on and on. He thinks- Knowledge over what was the kangaroo courts? <laughs> no, so, so he sat down or a speechwriter and thought they both began with a K. 
So it was alliteration. (laughs) (laughs) Knowledge over kangaroo courts. Someone has to tell Hakeem, that's not an alliteration. (laughs) The K is silent, Hakeem. It doesn't work. And uh, you know what? Can you pick it up right there? Because it's amazing how long it goes on and how bad it is and how laughable it is. His speech was supposed to be, you know, conciliatory, like introducing the new speaker, handing the gavel to uh, Kevin McCarthy. Instead, he goes into this just as lame, childish, sophomoric, rambling mess of a speech is this, are you going to pick up right there? No, I'm close enough, I think. All right, let's listen to how much longer he goes with these lame, just childish alliterations. Go ahead. Knowledge over kangaroo Perfect. courts. <laughs> Liberty over limitation. Maturity over Mar-a-Lago. Normalcy over negativity. Opportunity over obstruction. People over politics. Quality of life issues over QAnon. Reason over racism, substance over slander, triumph over tyranny, understanding over ugliness, voting rights over voter suppression, working families over the well-connected, xenial over xenophobia, yes we can over you can't do it, and zealous representation over zero-sum confrontation. Oh, my God. That could be the most embarrassing speech I've ever heard. He went through the entire alphabet. What was the U? Something, uh, unity over a something. <laughs> probably used utopia or something. I don't know. Utopia. <laughs> that is on, that's their leader. That's the person that he, if he were speaker, they'd say, oh, our, our democracy safe. It's not embarrassing. Leslie Stahl would have been thrilled to have that clown as the speaker of the house and maybe he'll be speaker in two years and he can, he can march that pathetic speech out. Oh God. Knowledge over (laughs) knowledge over kangaroo courts. (laughs) Oh man. It's good. This is going to be fun. They have, they've, as usual, the Democrats have elevated some of the biggest clowns, Catherine Clark and uh, Hakeem Jeffries are now their leaders and they want you to know it's embarrassing that it took four days to vote for a speaker. But all right, let's move on. We got to get to this COVID stuff. Since we're banned from YouTube anyway, we might as well do COVID. And uh, speaking of banned, the White House demanded Facebook ban Tucker Carlson. As far as I can tell, nobody in the media seems to care. Amazing thing. But first, are the Biden administration's New Year's goals of tax and spend and turn a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings when you've finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings and retirement? Diversify into gold with Birch Gold. I know I'm tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by leaders in Washington. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver and a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or a 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the code word Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting Jerry to the number 989898. 
With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews. Secure your future with gold. Start today with a free info kit. There's zero obligation to make this request. Just text Jerry to 989898. All right, let's do the, uh, let's do the, the Tucker, uh, the, the banning. This, this is amazing. This broke, I believe, Friday night. And over the weekend, I watched lots of news and been online and on Twitter. And there's like nothing, like nothing. The White House, the president of the United States demands the biggest big tech platform, the biggest social media platform, ban one of his most vocal critics. We got proof. This is from uh, the Daily Caller. The White House pressed Facebook to censor Tucker Carlson for saying vaccines don't work. According to a document released by Republican Attorney General Jeff Landry of Louisiana, this is from the lawsuit that uh, that Schmidt from Missouri and Landry from Louisiana uh, filed against the Biden administration for uh, big tech censorship. And there's been some fascinating uh, uh, revelations in this um, quote. Since we've been on the phone, the top post about vaccines today is Tucker Carlson saying they don't work. Yesterday it was Tommy Lauren saying she won't take one. White House Director of Digital Strategy Rob Flaherty reportedly said in an April 14th, 2021 email to an unidentified Facebook employee, which was posted on Twitter by Landry. Uh, Landry, as I said, along with Eric Schmidt, Schmidt sued the Biden administration, uh, claiming that members of the administration colluded with social media companies to suppress debate on the 2020 election, COVID pandemic, and other issues. The court ordered by administration turnover communications between officials and the tech companies, quote, this is exactly why I want to know what reduction actually looks like. If reduction means pumping our most vaccine hesitant audience with Tucker Carlson saying they don't work, I'm not sure it's reduction, he said uh, in uh, this email. In response, the unidentified Facebook employee told Flaherty that they were running this down. Uh, that would be the Tucker Carlson Facebook page questioning vaccines. It's amazing that we're still doing this. Is we're still obviously the Biden administration was these are fascists. These are people demanding their allies and big tech and big media suppress their uh, critics uh, who question things like vaccines. And we're still going to do this. We're still banning people from YouTube. We have this video. Of Robert Malone, Dr. Robert Malone, who was banned from Twitter for the last two years. He has like nine patents on mRNA vaccines. He essentially invented the vaccine. He went on Joe Rogan, and that was a huge deal. I believe that's when Neil Young and Joni Mitchell said they were leaving Spotify because of all the misinformation. What? Why can't we let people decide? Why can't we let Robert Malone talk and Fauci talk and Biden administration officials and Tucker Carlson. Why can't everyone converse? Why can't we have a robust debate? Why are we still doing this? I mean, all we did, as far as I recall, Ironhead, we, we, we played the sound from Peter McCullough, right? Peter McCullough, who thinks that the vaccine is calling heart, causing heart issues in young people. He talked about all the soccer players who dropped dead. He's a doctor. He's, he's an expert. He has an opinion. He offers his opinion and their responses shut him down. Don't refute him. Don't debate him. This is the Fauci fascist mindset. 
Someone questions me, someone questions us, they must be silenced. I don't even know where this is. You got this video. We found it. It's hard to find. Um, but it is it is Robert Malone with a team of physicians. The global, about, uh, global COVID summit. Global. When was that? Where was that? Uh, it looks like last week. I don't know where, but it looks like it would happen last week. So you would think this would be kind of a big deal, wouldn't you? You'd think people would like to hear this. I know people are becoming much more skeptical about the vaccines for a number of reasons. One would be the heart issues, but the other is they've had COVID. They have natural immunity. They've lived through it. They're young. They're healthy. They don't find it to be that onerous. They're not going to die from COVID. So they said, I don't need any boosters. And that pisses off the Biden administration. That pisses off Fauci. And it pisses off the media that people are actually skeptical about these vaccines. But listen, we'll listen to uh, uh, Malone and then we can get to Fauci and then we'll get to acceptable COVID talk from Jimmy Fallon. But let's start with Malone. Go ahead, play this. Yeah, I will say uh, it looks like last week, but it's hard to find. So it could be from a few months ago. It's, it's impossible. I've been Googling it, looking for it. But, but let's, let's listen a little bit of Malone and his team and ask why we can't hear from them. Why can't we make our own decision after we take in all the information, listen to him, listen to other vaccine, you know, fanatics like Fauci and and we decide it's just, it just feels so un-American that we can't hear what this guy has to say, but go ahead, play it. Thank you for taking the time to listen to myself and my colleagues today, speaking to you from the heart about what we've observed and what we're recommending as the Global COVID Summit team of over 17,000 physicians and scientists from all over the world. We declare and the data confirm that the COVID-19 experimental genetic therapy injections must end. We must acknowledge that the genetic COVID-19 genetic injections cause far more harm than good and provide zero benefit relative to risk for the young and healthy. They do not reduce COVID-19 infection, which is treatable and not terminal. Furthermore, the most recent data demonstrates that you are more likely to become infected or have disease or even death if you've been vaccinated compared to the unvaccinated people. This is shocking to hear, but it is what the data are showing us. The data now show that these experimental gene therapy treatments can damage your children as well as yourself. They can damage your heart, your brain, your reproductive tissue, and your lungs. Uh, this good. Can- I mean... <laughs> So if you're Fauci or you're whatever, this guy from the Biden administration, Flaherty guy, you're, you hear that, you say, wow, this guy's really smart. He's, he's knows more about vaccines than anybody on the, and, and he says it could cause real damage. And your response is shut him up. He always, I don't know that's if you just, noticed. That's just immoral. I mean, that's, I mean, you're, you're, if that, if he's right and your response is don't let people hear this, you got blood on your hands, man. I mean, it, and, and I'm all for listening to Fauci and his, his crew too, but the idea that Robert Malone should not be allowed to speak still, even though he's back on Twitter, it's just frightening. He uh, refused to call it a vaccine too. They call it genetic uh, therapy. Right. They never call it well, a vaccine. It makes sense. I mean, pe- people compare it to other vaccines. They say kids should get this vaccine because you get other vaccines like smallpox. 
Well, the smallpox vaccine prevents smallpox. The COVID vaccine doesn't prevent COVID. Makes sense that you call it something else. And I, and I mean, that, that should go without saying, but uh, we have Fauci. It's long and, and boring. Of course, he claimed he retired. He'll never retire. He is sitting in the green room somewhere right now, waiting to go on TV. And he's on with Major Garrett on CBS. And uh, I don't know if we have time to play, play it all, but he is asked about DeMar Hamlin and how some people think DeMar Hamlin may, his heart problem may have been caused by the vaccine. And he dismisses that out of hand. And that's okay. I don't, I didn't buy into the idea that it was vaccine related either, but I'm willing to listen to both sides. He comes to the conclusion that it was definitely the blow to the chest, you know, the commodia cordis. And I'm watching, I'm going, wait a second. So you're accusing other people of jumping to a conclusion from without any evidence, without examining the patient or even looking at the, the charts or anything. You just, you know, sitting on TV, watch the play. Some people think it's COVID uh, vaccine. Others think it's commodio cordis, but we really don't know. He doesn't know. And he, dis- and he talks about it like definitively. It is not the vaccine. It is, it is the hit to the chest, the commodio cordis. Neither person knows, neither doctor, I don't care how smart they are. They don't know because they haven't examined the patients. They haven't been in the, in the, in the room, in the hospital with, with Hamlin. He hasn't either. So how is it okay for him to jump to a conclusion, but not for Robert Malone or Peter McCullough? I don't even want to listen to Fauci. Um, we got a little shorter, Fauci, or we got to go? I, I cut in a little, so it gets right to okay, Let's listen to this weasel a little bit, even though he's supposed to be retired. He's 82 years old. He's going to be on the Pfizer board any day now, and somehow <laughs> the media just can't quit him. Go ahead. Before people on Twitter began to say, well, clearly the vaccine caused his seizure. And that had a multiplier effect on Twitter, as these things tend to do. What's your reaction to that? Well, my reaction is one of concern about... Is it horror? Borderline? More than concern? Yeah, it's horror that misinformation and disinformation, uh, when you have a platform like social media that exponentially spreads in its best form proper and important and value-added information can spread, which is good. Yes. The thing as a public health person and as a physician and a scientist, and my, my identity as a physician is the thing that gets pained the most by that. Because what that means, Major, is that yet again, another conspiracy theory, complete nonsense, is going to have some people make a decision for themselves and their family not to get vaccinated which may cost them their lives. So that's the thing that's so horrible about it. And if you want to go out spouting nonsense, conspiracy theories and spreading it all around, fine, except if it results in a person suffering and perhaps dying. And that's what happens when disinformation disincentivizes people to get proper interventions for a threat like a pandemic. Oh, Honest to God, if you're 25 years old, uh, 24 years old, like Hamlin, if you're 20, if you're 30, if you're fit, if you're young, if you're healthy, where is the threat of death? Where does he come up with that? 
Haven't we gotten past that like a year or two ago? It's not killing young, healthy people. That's why they're not getting vaccinated. Even if they didn't uh, give them myocarditis or swelling of the heart, even if that wasn't a, a, a possible side effect, why again should a 21 or 25 year old healthy person get vaccinated? He never explains that. Why? What's that's all I want to know. Why? I mean, he, he is the leading proponent of, uh, of misinformation. And I love hearing him rail against it. And how about major Garrett with the dramatic, oh. Oh, isn't that, isn't that horror doctor? Isn't that, isn't that just horror? Oh, shut up. We're just so, I feel so done with these, with these crisis actors. That's what they are. Major Garrett. And, and friggin uh, all right, let's get to, you know what? We are still allowed to talk about the vaccines and the, and, and COVID. You can still do it. It's America. You're still allowed to, you just have to do it in an approved way. If you want to stay on Facebook and YouTube and Google, and you want to talk about, you, you can't do it if you're Robert, McC uh, Robert Malone, world-renowned expert of vaccines. You're not allowed to offer your opinion and stay on YouTube. But if you are, if you really want to talk about, about vaccines and, and get the Biden stamp of approval, the Fauci stamp of approval, do it like Jimmy Fallon does it. You want to, yeah. I will say this, in def Fallon's defense, there's nothing in history of TV more cringy, more uncomfortable than Stephen Colbert dancing around with the with the syringes, the guys dressed like syringes, telling people to get vaccinated. Colbert is just such a whore. It's, it's, it, it's embarrassing <laughs> to watch him anytime. But yeah. Fallon, I had a little more respect for. I thought he was more concerned with getting some laughs than pushing vaccines. This was the other day, right? This was the end of last week. This is not from two years ago. The end of last week, Jimmy Fallon is singing about vaccines and COVID. Go ahead, play this, and try not to cringe. There was Alpha, Ben Delta, Ben Omicron next, but this latest variant might be the best. It's XBB.1.5. Another friend of COVID-19 has arrived. It's a new strain, but it isn't the same. Sounds more like Elon Musk, his name. It's XBB.1.5. Red wine. Put on your mask when you're inside a facility. It could be a robot from a Star Wars trilogy. It's stop, stop, stop. That is unbelievable. You don't want to keep going? That is a guy with like a team of writers. And they came up with a song about the new strain of COVID saying, put on a mask when you're in the facility. That's a song? God. In his defense, that was significantly better than than Colbert's. Yeah, I guess. I guess. At least, at least, at least the fine. line about Musk kid's name was like sort of like kind of funny. I guess. Sort of. I it. guess. Right. I like. I said nothing's as cringy as Colbert, but uh, that's uncomfortable. Jimmy, give it up. Be the first late night comic to not be just a shill for the for Big Farmer and the Biden administration. Just do it, man. Oh God, that was uncomfortable. All right, we got to move. Let's get to uh, Ironhead has to take a take a victory lap. He had his first winning week in 18 weeks of picking NFL games. But what a wild weekend in the NFL. We'll give you the latest. Let me do Shea and then we'll get to uh, 
Brady beats Belichick once again. It's never going to end. This is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shake Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. This is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that, you call Shea, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away, they put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen. And when they're done, your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't an expense, this is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shea Concrete or get on SheaConcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at SheaConcrete.com. All right, the field is set for the playoffs, and there was some just craziness over the weekend. The I, I there there are times when you're watching sports and you just even me even as jaded as I am after watching NFL for 50 years it still can blow your mind. That's why sports is great. That's today's lesson. Sports is great. The opening kickoff: Patriots Bills, uh, returned by uh, this guy Hines for a touchdown, and the announcers Tony Romo was like just jumping out of his seat. I don't know if he was. Uh, it wasn't very coherent at that point, but that's Tony. And it was just mind-boggling, returning the opening kickoff for a touchdown. And then he does it again, <laughs> two, two touchdown return, kick, kickoff returns for touchdowns for Hines, for the Bills, uh, to beat the Patriots, to, 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 to eliminate the Patriots, eliminate Belichick. I went through the list for the Bills. This was such a big, <laughs> this was the most amazing celebration in Buffalo. They, they um, they do not have to go on the road or f- play on the road in the playoffs now because they get the second seed. And if they play the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, which will be pretty cool if it happens at a neutral site, uh, they they eliminate Belichick. They win, the, obviously, they win the AFC East. They win it for, um, for DeMar Hamlin, who's apparently doing much better, and he FaceTimed the team, and he's off a ventilator, and they show him sitting in the hospital room with his parents. Um, they, um, they just had, it's been three years and three months since they returned to kickoff for a touchdown, according to Josh Allen. Three, three, get it? Three, three. The whole thing was about three. The whole thing was about, about Hamlin number three. And it was like storybook stuff. They lock up the two seed. They avoid going to KC. They eliminate Belichick. They win it for DeMar. And... They play Miami in round one at home next week, this weekend. Miami's the worst playoff team in NFL history. And I'm not kidding. Just looking at how they, here's how the Miami Dolphins got into the playoffs. Let's go back to, oh, I don't know, week 13, lost San Francisco. Week 14, lost to Los Angeles. Week 15, lost to Buffalo. Week 16, lost to Green Bay. Week 17, lost to the Patriots. Week 18, they beat the New York Jets 11-6. to I don't even know where the last two points came from, but 
They got a last second 50 yard field goal to win nine to six. The Miami Dolphins, I wrote this down. They have not, the, the, yeah, so they lost one, two, three, four, five in a row and then beat the Jets, a Jets team that has not scored a TD in three games. <laughs> That's that got them in the playoffs. They're yeah. in the playoffs with five straight losses and then an 11 to six win over the Jets. Uh, at home. Miami's the worst playoff team I've ever seen. And they go to Buffalo. Do you get the odds there? I have the odds. I had the odds. Uh, I had the... Uh, Miami in the, Buffalo? Uh, I'm just looking at all of them. But yes, Miami is uh, 10 and a half. Buffalo's 10 and a half point favorites. They're going to win and win easily. The Packers last night had an unbelievable meltdown. One of their players pushed one of the trainers from the Lions. The Lions had no reason to win this game and they went out and won it. A, a Aaron Rodgers may quit. Tough week, tough day for the LaFleur family. Matt LaFleur loses at home to the Lions and gets eliminated from the playoffs. Mike LaFleur is the Jets' offensive coordinator. They can't score. They're terrible. Aaron Rodgers would not trade his jersey to a player on the Lions because he said, I'm keeping this one, leading to speculation that he may quit. It's his last one, does. yeah. It's a hell of a way to go out. Tom Brady back in the playoffs at eight and nine, his first losing record ever. And he's wins the division and hosts the Cowboys, which had their troubles yesterday. So won't that be wild? Brady hosting a playoff game and uh, Belichick and Brady both go eight and nine. Belichick gets bounced from the playoffs. Brady uh, makes the playoffs and sets up a fascinating game. Brady hosting. I think the Cowboys are what? Three point favorites. And, and there's a game, there's two games Saturday, three Sunday, one Monday night, and that's Monday night, Brady versus the Cowboys. I kind of I kind of want to put money on the Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> I can't bet against them yet. I uh, don't think that's going to happen, but winning that game, that wouldn't be a shock. I think that will be fascinating to watch. And Belichick is under the gun, losing again without Brady. He is now 79 and 87 without Tom Brady in his career. And uh, there's lots of questions for Bill Belichick as they sit at home and watch the crappy Dolphins go to the playoffs. But great weekend. Congratulations to Ironhead. He uh, went three and one, did you? Went three and one, which was like, if I went four and oh, that could have been funny, but like three and one just kind of ruins the. And, the, and you the had the Packers. We all had the Packers, right? Yeah. It was amazing. The, the Packers. Are playing the Lions. The Packers are playing to get in the playoffs. The Lions are playing for nothing. It's in Green Bay, and Green Bay, the Packers sucked. Terrible. It was a remarkable thing to watch. I couldn't believe how hard the Lions played and how badly they wanted to win this game. I tipped my cap to them. It was a it was a great performance, just uh, with no reason to even show up. Big win for Dan Campbell, whose nose is. Um, so red. I'm, I'm concerned for Dan Campbell. His nose is like, like it looks like a tomato. Yeah, always. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, unfortunately, they ain't in the playoffs. Seattle is. But it was a great weekend, and uh, looking forward to another good weekend of NFL football tonight. George is going to kill TCU. Unfortunately, they're twelve and a half point favorites. I'll be rooting for the Horn Frogs, but it does not look good. There he is. That's that's my cue to wrap this up. Keith Oldman is giving me the, the stink eye. So we'll leave it there. Thanks to everyone for listening. 
Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.